Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Gamerland Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Warsham. This is episode 528. With me, as always, is the one, the only. It has been said that he is without infestation (laughs) because it is only hope that he may have an infestation. It is late at night here at Burbank, California. The lights are on and the bugs are flying. All over in Gamerland Studios. It's incredible. Yeah, it's uh, it's a magical world that we live in, and um, and I just want to be a part of it. That's all I got to say about that. Thanks. Thanks for welcoming me. Some more tequila or something? Maybe. <laughs> I was trying to work out a tequila shot pun. I just decided to to forego that whole thing and. Ooh, it burns a little. Going down. When we last uh, left our listenership. You had said you, you the listener. Yeah. You had said that um you had were gonna tell us something about your wife that how yes, you she... I won at the game of life. So I'm a big big gamer. I don't know if oh. you know that. I host a show called the Gamerland Podcast. That sounds exciting. Yeah, it's pretty great. I'm my co host. He's a great guy. Really? On behalf of the I Millers, find that shocking. I have another check for you. Oh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh my god, please stop giving us checks. Every every episode I'm going to give you one hundred dollars <laughs> until you accept my money. Please stop. Little you know, Justin chewed up that check yeah. in between episodes and threw it. Jokes on you. <laughs> in my colon doctor. Those checks cost money to write. <laughs> you you are eating up your $100. I will subtract the amount of the check from each You check. are welcome, my friend. <laughs> you are welcome. Um, so one night at the top of the week, my wife turns to me and says, uh, I know you love games, and I want to have some family quality time with you, so... You pick a game, and we'll play it this week, whatever it is. And I was like, oh, all right. And, she, I, you know, she's played Guild Wars 1. <laughs> Do you have any ounce of, like, sitcom husband in you that goes, what's the catch? <laughs> no, I don't. I should, though. That would make the story better. But I know her in that, you know, she wants to show me that she cares. Do you and think this to... is her saying thank you for watching The Bachelorette? There might be a little bit of that in it, but she also knows that I, I think it's also a good tactic on her. Maybe it's a sitcom from the woman's side of 
uh, of the of the story because she knows that I'm going to play a game with or without her. So <laughs> so she's like, how about we spend some time together and I'll do what you want because you clearly are not going to scrapbook M&M wrappers or what I don't know what she does. Oh. <laughs> if she did that. We were going to have to have a conversation. You're like, and pause. <laughs> We're so, gonna have to shift podcasts and now. <laughs> so I had uh just uh started playing uh Duel of the Planeswalkers twenty fourteen, which is Magic the Gathering twenty fourteen. Okay. On the uh on the, the my my infestation is is bleeding now. Um Do you need a paper towel? No, I'm or? okay. I'm okay. Just get it on my acoustic phone. Yeah. <laughs> Justin's house is an infection, or at least his picnic table infected my leg last week and it's it's starting to puss over, and there's something hatching from my knee. It's just a scab. It's oh. okay. We're okay. Um, so I was like, well, I talked about showing because she loves board games. She likes games in general, but she likes the more like she doesn't like to sit down and play, uh, you know, Portal Two. She wants to play Dots on her iPhone, or she likes Carcassonne. That's a good middle ground because it's a board game that she can beat. Because she likes something that has a beginning, middle, and end that she can finish in one sweep. Um. So it was like, well, I'm playing this. So she wouldn't play all for one. No, no, you know, oh no, that's uh, that's not true. She saw us playing it that night, and she wanted to play. We've actually have played all for okay. one, and she's played Skylanders with me here and there, and she likes Gilgrunt. But it's not like, but those games she'll play and they're fun. But she doesn't sit there and go, oh, you know what I'd like to do right now is play all for one, or man, I could really use from Skylanders. But she'll sit there and go, I want to play some Carcassonne. And and bring that but up. Isn't on it her kind phone. of interesting that from our perspective we we find that shocking? Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, yeah. I that's what I'm sitting there going, How could you why would you not want to? And I well, I'm smart enough to know that it's because people are wired different right. and especially but I don't there was a time when you'd think it's men and women, but yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a man and woman thing. You don't think well, because here's the thing, I went to a party recently for Hartshell. He's had a going away party. Good old Hartshell. <laughs> and and there's this uh, girl from our church we'll call her Sarah. Uh, it's not her name. Wait, did and he die with Kevin Blackton? He did. It was sad. Oh, rest in peace, Hartshell. <laughs> and uh, she's a she's a pretty young girl, you know, mid twenties, whatever. She's wearing a wonderful flower dress. She works in some sort of technology entertainment division, mm-hmm. something. And so she she applied for the company that uh, does League of Legends, and uh, and they said, you know, on the application it says, and what's your username? So she's like, oh crap, I have to go get this. So she. She bought the game and started playing it and got totally hooked. And she's like, and then she, and this was a while ago, and she's like, now I game. And she's like, I've saved a lot of money since I've started gaming because people will be like, hey, do you want to go out and hit the bar or whatever? And she's like, uh, no, she's like, oh, I'm not feeling well. And really, she stays home and games. <laughs> so she's going to play Guild Wars with us at <laughs> Guild Wars 2 because I told her, I told her about the game, and for 60 bucks, she's like, oh, that's a great deal. And you get, it's free to play. I'm in. Uh, and my mind, I'm sitting at this party, and my mind is blown. I'm like, okay, you're an attractive yeah. young girl that is, cl- like, and not just like, oh, you know, my boyfriend plays it, I understand. Like, able to talk about characters and skins and power-ups and level-ups, and just, like, it was like talking to another guy. You're going on legal Zoom to figure out divorce. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I know no, no. what you're saying. But, yeah, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> but no. I'm but sorry yeah. that you listened, Pacey Ladyface. I'm sorry that you listened. <laughs> no, it was more like, and then I turned to Hardshell, and I'm like, in my head thinking, why the hell, you know this girl, why in the world 
are you not asking her out every minute that she's alive? She's at your going away party. Because he's hard shell. He's not flexible like a soft shell. I, my brain was imploding. I'm like, you must be engaged to some guy in Canada. Like, the, that's the only thing. But, <laughs> right? Because that's the only reason why. And and again, Canadians the thing, get all the cool chicks. Why? <laughs> I didn't understand because she. It, I was trying everything I could to not ask. Like, and and you're not like a dude in drag, right? Because <laughs> you are clearly super articulate. And she even did like That's the true. the international symbol for gaming. Like she did a little thumb yeah, wiggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, ever since I started gaming, I'm like, oh no, you really are. And she's not Asian. That was the other thing. Oh, <laughs> I no. don't understand it. So so Asian your, parents. I don't know. I didn't, maybe she was adopted. She's yeah. from Texas, so maybe the gender bender, the, the lines the are a little. The gender bender, like the the lines of men and women are a little different in Texas than they are for us. Okay, I'm like, listening. Like women will of Annie Oakley. Yes, exactly. Okay. Like if you watch any of the Texas-based reality shows, the women will so be out there. So you're saying a woman in Texas is more masculine than a yes. man in California? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that needs to be a T-shirt. Oh, print that out right now. <laughs> Absolutely, that is true. <laughs> and I am a diehard Californian. And yes, <laughs> this chick had more testosterone running through her body, all 120 pounds of her in a little flower sundress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then absolutely. they get the hotness of being Southern, too. Yeah, absolutely. Why so she, do we not marry chicks from Texas? I don't know. She's moving back to Texas. My and wife lived so. in Texas, but that's not the same. She did? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm. When did that happen? Right after she was born. She was. Oh, she that's spent right. spent like four know. years in there. That's right. That's, that's where she gets it from. That's where it comes from. That's where she gets her belching and her farting from. None of her video game desires. Yeah, she didn't stay long enough. It, yeah. didn't, it, it didn't permeate her entire soul. So to your point, it, like, it shocked me that this yeah. girl was, was like... And I know they exist, but I was like, I'd like to see her show up at BlizzCon and just watch the... Ah, la, 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 la. Nobody, nobody would go for it. They That's why she's single. They would be like... Uh, 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 uh. It's so funny because, I mean, she's she's probably 10 years younger than me anyway. But I, I realized like... wheelhouse. <laughs> I really like, man, I wish I had the confidence that I, I don't wish because I love my wife and my child. I would never change Listen, anything. This is but a my, safe room. This is safe, except for the fact that there are microphones and you're publishing this to the Internet. Uh, but the thing is, like, it, I the only thing I can say, the, the, I guess the healthy way to interpret this is that the lessons I have learned about being a single man will be imparted into my son. And he will not have to spend his 20s trying to figure out who he is yeah. and how to be romantic because I, I figured that out and now I'm a married man and I will be damned you before. You play Magic the Gathering with your girlfriend. Bam, there it is. <laughs> you figured it out. No, I, I was talking to somebody today and they they um, they believe that, that a, a child learns their identity from their father. Like mm. they learn a lot of their protection and the, you know a lot of relationships and stuff from their mother, but but who they are and their value and their worth will come from their father figure, mm. and uh, and I, I was like I get it now even at my son at ten months old, but I thought of your boys being you know almost five Jacob, and that's a that's a boy who is solid and grounded in who he is even at five, and that's because you've invested so much time in him. And and care with him. And By grounded to who he is, you mean an immovable object. Right? Yes, like, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Right. But there's not. I mean, you know what I mean. Afraid of driveways. This is the wrong. Not, <laughs> this is the wrong not. show. We need to go to the other show. You can cut this out and put it in your other show. But I, I mean to say, like he is. Uh, oh, uh, you're uncorking the tequila. <laughs> it's gotten too real. Uh, but your your son is very confident. It, he, your five year old, your nearly five year old boy has more confidence than my eighteen year old version of myself did mm. because he. 
he because he is a father who loves him and is in, involved in his well, that's life. That's good to hear. I, yeah, I, and sad for me. What? But yes. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I, but as a dad, I yeah. fear that I am not. There's a part of it that eats at me that I'm afraid that because I, if what if I'm too hard on him and it actually takes away his self confidence, but in actuality I know that it's the struggle that gives him the yeah. confidence. Yeah, I feel. yeah, 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 and that's fair. And the um, so, so what I've learned from like I'd be able to look at this girl and. Ten years ago, nice, well done. Ten years ago, if I had met her at a party and she started talking about gaming, and if she was on the table, somebody that <laughs> exactly, I, I would have been rude probably, and like acted like a jerk and walked away yeah. because I'd have been so as nervous. As a defense mechanism, as a yeah, yeah. Uh, that's probably the best way to put it because I wouldn't have known what to do. I would have felt the pressure and and the desire inside it, and would have, in your pants. I would have imploded in my pants. That's where your penis. <laughs> goes yeah. inside <laughs> in there brother oh it hurts uh, <laughs> it's like physically impossible uh so my my prayer and my my focus as a father for my for my son is that when he gets to that point of dating appropriate dating age mm-hmm. that he won't he won't be like a cheesy cheese ball yeah. but if he identifies this is somebody that i'm interested in this is somebody of quality this is somebody that I would like to continue a conversation with. He wouldn't implode, and that seriously was not a lesson I learned until I was over thirty that I was able to and actually it sucks. do that. Yes, it it's sad. It's it, a, I, as I'm, and I'm only we're we're only in our mid thirties. Yeah, but I've, I'm constantly being reminded of that thing of uh, youth is wasted on the young. Mm-hmm. That it's like when you have the energy and the resources and all that stuff to go out and do things, you don't have the wisdom. That it to takes to really it. Yeah. enjoy it, and I think that's what the 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 goal of a parent is: is mm-hmm. to not you can't you can't um, program wisdom in, but you can build parameters that would allow the program to move in a way that looks like wisdom. So I, I think that I, I mean any good parent would want that for their child to be able to glean some element of knowledge and wisdom from yeah. us. So that's my hope. Um, that being said, even. For all of that, I still win at the game of life because so she says, what game do you want to play? I had been playing my wife again, playing Magic the Gathering uh, on the computer because it had just finally come out with a new edition. And I was like, well, you know, we talked about it. It's a card game. I'd gotten her into another geeky card game about a year before. I was like, if you're willing to give it a shot, I'd love to just show you Magic the Gathering and see what you think of it. And she's like, sounds great. So we sit down. I break it down. Um. I try to make it as as fun and it, I mean because there's a ton of rules to that game, uh, you know there's regeneration rules and casting rules and there's different phases. Thankfully from playing the the computer game, I understood the phases better than I ever had before. I'm like I understand this game. I played it for ten years and I found oh you do a main phase and attack phase and a second main phase. It makes so much more sense. Um, but so I'm able to kind of integrate the things that I've learned from playing the computer game into the, how we're going to play it with her and I, and I'm explaining the rules and I give her a red deck. So if, I mean, you know, magic the gathering. No, really? Okay. So I know it, but when you say red deck, that didn't, didn't make, make any go, sense. So ah, there yes. are five colors. I love magic. Cause it's such a solid game. It's been around for just over 20 years. And it, it when I, I told, as I told Kat later, learning that game was a paradigm shifting moment in my life. Like it, it a lot of what my, how my mind organizes games and how things are even my own ideas are often I use magic as like a touchstone like oh okay this is like that I've seen you in a confrontation tap two to attack nice well done (laughs) so you know a little so the thing that I think is genius about it 
and it's been there since the invention of game, is that there are five different colored magic uh, mana that you have to draw from five different colored lands. Oh, I know this part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they each have their own personality, which yes. I think is the the critical part about it. So you have mountains that are red, you have swamps that are black, plains that are white, forests that are green, and waters or islands that are blue. Mm-hmm. But each of them have their own personality of how they play. It's no different than like StarCraft and Yes, which has three uh across different tiers, but even that has like you have you, you everybody has a tier one kind of grunt character and a, a thing. This is like they they well, each all are is very different very different focus. So we're playing the same game because we have the same rules. But if you are a green deck, you are focused on what you would expect from something that's focused on forests and life big creatures regeneration growth big things lots of life 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 mm-hmm. a swamp death is, a swamp deck is death and darkness and siphoning life and doing uh insidious damage uh, a, a white deck is planes it's all about neutrality creating peace building life for myself just building myself out and neutralizing everything else it's almost like starving you of life by giving me life the blue deck is control. It's trickery. It's magic. It's waters. It's shifting. It's changing. It's every, you. You can't predict, and they can stop you because water is is oppressive and giant and 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 movable. Uh, and then and then there's the red deck, the mountains deck, which is fire, which yeah. is direct damage, which is rah, it gets yeah. right in there and it it destroys things. It burns like yeah. fire. Burns, burns, and it's so like fast. Wife, exactly. That's who she is. And so uh, I actually think you could do like a mild personality test. To based on, on those five different colors. What's and, up, five love languages? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and what you are. And so I knew before we even played, I was like, you will like a red-white deck. You would like the neutrality, peacefulness of being able to build up your own life and your own, and, and keeping things even and fair while also making sure that you get a lot of protection, but you will love the red, like the fire, bam, got to hit you, bam, got to hit you. So I, I dug out my old cards, mm-hmm. went through the deck, and I found... Uh, and now, having played the computer game more, I've learned more about proper deck uh, uh, building and stuff and, and getting some better ideas about how to make it balanced. And since she was new, I, I kind of shifted around so it was really simple to get out cards that were very pa- uh, powerful very early on. And I built her this 40-card red deck that is just all about, like, she can pick something and kill it almost every turn. Like, that goes, that goes, that goes. And uh, built her this red deck. I played as a white deck just so she could get an idea in case she was like, oh, I'd rather be doing that. And she's played with that red deck. We've done, I don't know, if we did 10 matches with that red deck, she's won nine of them. Like, <laughs> she just, and she destroys with it. And I coach her a little and give her some tactics and, like, strategy. But the truth is, like, she's beating me with this deck that I have built for her. Yeah. And so eventually I was like, oh, you should try a, a green deck. So I built a green deck for her that's all about creatures. And even like three three hands in or three games into it, she's like, I want to go back. I want to go back to the red deck. So, uh, And this is, where, this is where I win at the game of life because we will be hanging out at the end of the so day. so far you haven't even gotten that out of the box. What do you, what do you mean? The Why? game of life. What? <laughs> it's still <laughs> on the shelf. Yeah. We're playing checkers next. <laughs> oh, jeez. So we, we'll we be hanging out. We'll be watching our show, which I also went at the game of life because I got her hooked on Stargate Universe. Oh, boy. So during dinner, we're watching Stargate Universe, and in the middle of the show, she'll be like, after the kid goes to bed, can we play magic? Is there time for magic tonight? She wants to play Magic the Gathering. I win at the game of life! 
<laughs> she's so into it that we're, we're going to the Outer Banks next week to visit her family in North Carolina. And I'm going to bring her her red deck, and I'm going to bring some of my decks so that we can play Magic With the Gathering. I, I might bring enough. They're all like uh, really weird Bible Belt Christians, and they may think that a game about that's called Magic is about sorcery. And so they might be a little weirded out, but that's okay. We'll still bring it. <laughs> uh, so I play with a sliver deck. Just set one up to randomly catch on fire in the middle of the game. <laughs> sure, go right I play with this sweet sliver happened. deck. I don't know. Oh, draw the circle of pentagram. No! It's part of the game. Um, I play with a sweet... I have a couple of sweet sliver decks, and I still cannot beat her with these great sliver decks. So I, I've always feared the third era of magic. I first learned magic with a bunch of guys in college uh, in, like, 1998, and I, that's when I was introduced to it. I went out and bought a bunch of cards, and then I lost those somehow in a... I, I don't know, somebody stole them, I think. And then when we worked at Great America in 2004, about five years later, a bunch of guys, I talked about magic, and uh, our friend Evelyn, when we worked at Webtone, got cast yeah, in a the Magic the Gathering game. And that brought about what I affectionately refer to in my own personal life as the second era of magic, where I then doubled down and spent a ton of money on really great cards on eBay. And I have some really great cards that are, I have four Sliver Queens. Holy crap. If you looked on eBay, that easily $200. Uh, each card is worth about $35. That's what I'm saying. You, yeah. So you have enough for $200. It's a 70, it was 140. So Plus shipping. <laughs> fair enough. You fair enough. That's where they get you. Plus I have sliver overlords. So I have oh. lots of money. Yeah. I dropped some serious coin. But back then I was, was I living at home that year? No, no. but I just had money to spend. Yeah. It was probably booking. You had a great new full-time job. And I was booking Sly Cooper gigs probably oh, at the yeah, same time. True. Yeah. So there's just money. Writing from the heavens, <laughs> must buy slivers. Luke so Chris would be so proud. By our house, there is a place called Emerald Knights. So I did a search for Magic: The Gathering mm-hmm. cards, well, and so I tried to see. And Emerald Knights is nearby. Have you been? No, I you just, know. Well, I drove by. So I, I thought gonna, it, I was looking for comic book shops near the house. Yeah. So I thought, I thought it, there's got to be one closer than uh, the DJs in Universal City that you go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I and I so I thought it was a comic book store, and so I called and I'm like, hey, well, how late are you open tonight? I said, oh, Yelp says that you sell uh, magic cards. Not always true for whatever reason. Yelp will lump lump things together. It's because people so, want to be found within their business. Yeah. So they're like, oh yeah, no, totally, we have magic cards. I was like, oh great, how late are you open tonight? They're like till ten. It was like seven thirty. I was like, you're open till ten. Great, I'll be right over. It was like, you know, 8.30 at night. I thought for sure I was going to get a voicemail, um, which I should have known better even because it was a Wednesday. And if you collect comic books, comic book stores are always open late on Wednesday because... That's the day they come out. Bam! But I walk in. They have very few comics. There are... I, I was shocked. It took me a minute, a minute to register it. There are tables all on this on this floor where people are playing card games and other nerdy board games and then up above an entire balcony of people table 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 of people playing board That's games a, yeah it's, emerald knights is a comic book store but it's more of like a game it's store. a gaming store yeah. it's a straight-up gaming store and so i go up and i'm like hey i'm looking for some some magic cards he's like well what are you looking for i was like well i was hoping to find some slivers he's like oh okay and he walks me over and they have an entire rack that's four feet tall and three feet wide with nothing but cards all dedicated to magic, and he goes, uh, this section is slivers. <laughs> just just this section. Uh, what is, where are 
we? <laughs> because somewhere in the, in our uh, my life and moving, I lost all of my extra land cards, which are very cheap and necessary to play a game of Magic. And I needed to build cat a new deck for so for two dollars, I bought all the new cards she needed, and then went through and handpicked all these sliver cards and walked away. And then I was like, just for fun, I'm like, give me a new booster deck. I was like, I'm a little out of pocket. What's the newest one? He's like, this one, there's a lot of dragons and stuff in it. I was like, this sounds great. I said, no new slivers, right? That's that's been a it's been a while since those have been out. He said, actually, in a week and a half, the new core set comes out and they've got slivers. And I was like, and so it begins. <laughs> <laughs> the third era of magic. <laughs> and I have you know, a foot-long deck uh, of cards plus another bag of just cards sitting around. And I told Kat, I'm like, I'm probably going to buy more cards. She's like, no, you can't. You don't need them. You're ruining it for you. you yeah, yeah, stop. don't. Yeah, she won't know. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. just going to go buy cards and come back and start beating her. And she's like, where's that card from? <laughs> oh, we got to play magic. Do you still have cards? Uh, No. You got rid of it. What did you do with your cards? I think I either gave them to you or maybe Jeremy or you somebody. You didn't give them to me. Yeah. I gave them to Jeremy. Jeremy did something else with them. Uh, so I think not I w- Jeremy Carso shoots. I think. Oh, if, we should have a an time o- when we were playing them all at Nickelodeon at the yeah. theme park. Shoots. Uh, uh, Carso did something with his as well. I'd love. Let's get an old fashioned magic game together. It'd be kind of fun to play with a bunch of people. In? All right. Are you out? You in? You all in? right. Yeah. I'm in. Um, especially if there are new sliver cards coming because it's pretty great. Um, gosh, I. I don't know what it is about that game, but it's like... So what I've decided is I, I wanted to own one of every Sliver card, which I probably could do, but then I didn't know what to do with it because I don't play a lot and I'm not... Because it's a lot like StarCraft, Magic the Gathering, in that you and I could play and I could play with my wife and it's fun. But to, like, play, play, you got to invest money, and I'm not that guy. I'm not... I'm not smart enough. There's a enough. big gap between yeah. that to that next level. To that next level. To like go into, if I were to go back to Emerald Knights and be like, I brought my sliver deck. They'd be like, <laughs> very obvious strategy, dude. Come back when you're ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and they'd be, I'd be like, hey, I did this thing. No, you can't do that. Oh, if you say so. <laughs> I remember when we worked at Nickelodeon, uh, it, some some girls were watching us play, and one of us interrupted and said, half the time, you're just arguing about the rules of the game. Like, you're not even playing the game. You're just debating how the legality of the game is played. I was like, that's a fair point. Well, it's either that or stare at the walls. So <laughs> Yeah, what else are we going to do? I'm going to go back to playing my, my yeah. card game that I can play on my break. I have two questions. Number one, don't you think it's in your best interest to let your wife win instead of trying to find a way to defeat her? I will not answer that question. What? <laughs> uh, and then number and two. Yes. <laughs> number two is. But, but I win. I, I don't um, I don't intentionally lose. Like, I haven't played yeah, soft yeah, you on her. Yeah. But I definitely tell her, don't do that. <laughs> I have stopped her several times. No, no, no. And she'd be like, no, no, that's the choice I made. No, you didn't make that choice. Undo that choice. And But then I'll take some moments to teach her. Because there's a weird element in magic about instance and, and events happen before events happen and stuff. And so, you know, she's like, that's the end of my turn. I said, okay, so before the end of your turn, I do this. She's like, no, my turn was over. I'm like... Welcome to magic. <laughs> Before the end of your turn, I did this. <laughs> I got a DeLorean, and I went back in time. Yeah, and it, she hasn't quite gotten that concept. So there have been a couple moments where I've intentionally held on so that I could show her how an instant works, and that frustrates her. But I'm like, well, in the end, she'll be a better player for it. Question number two. Number two is when you're talking about the guy who uh, you go into, um, whatchamahoosit, uh, Emerald Knights, and he's like, this is the section of Sliver Deck mm-hmm. or whatever cards. When I hear about that, there's an element 
of jealousy of that guy's life. Oh, you know and I mean? he was sitting there playing a DS. When I walked in, he looked at me over his Nintendo DS and was like, hey, what's going on? That's how he greeted yeah. me. Not like, oh, and welcome to Emerald Knights. How yeah. may I serve you today? Yeah. Here's the other, but the jealousy ends when you realize he's probably making eight dollars a day. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, it, but, but, like he. Here's the thing. I feel like that guy could write a how-to book on how to find happiness because I yeah. feel like he's very happy with that. He's young too, so there's like aspirations are probably limited. My brother used to work in a gaming store just like this. You know mm-hmm. what he does now? He's he works. In the army. In, he works in Iraq. Yeah, you know, he goes to Korea. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I don't know. Like, because here's what it makes me think of. Like in in the trade world, mm-hmm. right? So you start off as you're just a laborer. You dig you dig ditches and trenches. And I stuff love like this that. game. Keep talking. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you work your way up to uh, where you you become like an apprentice and the and, true game of life. Because the game of life is pretty lame. But this yeah. is good. Keep going. Keep going. And then you. And so once you figure out a skill or multiple skills, the next level, level is to become a contractor. Uh. And once you're a contractor, you're essentially just. It's not like you're better than the guys working for you or anything like that, but you just you were the one who has your crap together enough to be the boss in a bunch of people who barely graduated high school. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of the the, the overall yeah, generalization is, of it. This now. is a good this is a good question because your original thesis was what's the code for happiness? Yeah. Is happiness being the guy that works ninety hours a week and has oodles of money and is in charge of people? Right. Or is it the guy that's sitting behind the counter playing a video game, surrounded by people who play games and enjoying something that he likes and going home and maybe watching his uh, his computer screen before falling to sleep and smoking some weed and then get, coming waking up right. and coming back and doing the same thing. Right. Like, there, I watched this horrible movie, in my opinion, uh, Spring Breakers, today. Mm. And James Franco plays a wannabe rapper, gangster in it. Aren't we and, all? Yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, and he, like, he kind of brings in these young girls and, you know, it's essentially what Disney. What is this about? <laughs> it's, it's, it, the, the essence of the movie is that Dis, ex, Disney starlets uh, walking around in bikinis and kissing each other. Uh, that's that's the idea. Like so, are they ex Disney starlets uh, or they high are... school musicals? Uh, Vanessa Hudgens, I know and, her. Uh, Selena Gomez from Witches of Waverly Place. Mm. They're in this thing. Vanessa not only goes to my church, uh-huh. has been several times, but I did a show with her. Oh, right on. Yeah, back she's uh, hella nude in this movie. Uh, really? Yep. Aww. So like you don't really see like the but she's could she's it be a body double? Nude. Mm, very difficult. That's a very tricky. Could be uh, camera work, to be honest, but uh, but it's not like she's doing anything unethical. It's just it's an interesting these kind of movies, uh, and I know I'm getting way off topic here, but these kind of movies are interesting when they make them because it's the same reason why I was never into Playboy, but the first Playboy I bought was uh, was I, because I thought that it had Laura Croft in it. Not because I was incredibly aroused at the idea of Laura Croft being, but it was nude. something that was relevant to you. No, it was that I was I was incredibly interested Wait. in analyzing the psychology of what they were doing. Yeah, you and pornography have a weird relationship, uh, but I don't understand. Uh, Laura Croft is a digital character, right? So right. it was a digital version. No, it was the chick uh, who was the model. Who was who would go make like live appearances, that, like a spokesperson type deal. Uh, so not just a temp booth babe. They had a chick whose job it was to fly in and be. So Laura it was so and so who plays Laura Croft poses for Playboy. Yes, got it. And so I was curious if they were more interested in her because she was beautiful, 
or if they were more interested in her because she was Laura Croft. The like, second thing. And so, uh, you're right. And so, unfortunately, I bought, because I knew so little about Playboy, I bought the wrong episode, the wrong episode, the wrong uh, magazine. I was like three weeks too late. Uh, and so I got something with like, it was really uncomfortable. It was like, I think it had Sable, some like wrestling chick, which was way too masculine uh, yeah, for yeah. my sensitive eyes who had really never partaken in any kind of pornography at that point. And, um, <laughs> but anyway, so like, th- so these movies that they make, it's like, they're trying to make an artistic movie about, uh, girls going on spring break and, some of they decide to rob a a, yeah. a chicken a fried chicken joint so they can afford to go to spring break. What's the name? Of, is this on Netflix? Spring Breakers. It's not on Netflix. No. It's just a new movie that's out on video. I think I've seen uh, or seen ads for it. Now, if you're Vanessa Hutchinson or any of these Disney starlets, do you think you do this project because you need money or because you want to break your image I of think being so. a Disney? Which I think, the well, second thing? Yeah, I think yeah. because. And that's my thing is that that's what kind of my point of this is why I watched it is that I'd heard like people say, oh, it's a really good movie. And I felt like I'm like, really? And I go, well, if it's really good, then why isn't it? And I watched it and it's an okay movie. It's an interesting movie. But I feel like it's one of those movies that was made because it uh, it had a marketability. And so it it, it, its target is uh, guys who are either older or guys that are in their age bracket. Uh, that maybe grew up watching them on High School Musical, who are like, I would love to be able to see Selena Gomez dance around in a bikini, and the same thing with Vanessa Hutchins. Mm. Uh, that's what Selena I w- Gomez is iCarly, right? No, uh, that's Miranda Cosgrove. Oh, that's right. Uh, Selena Gomez is Witches of Waverly Place. grew up Place. to be beautiful. Both of them, yeah. Both of them are Disney, though. That's yeah, what yeah, I thought yeah, was yeah. interesting. And then they have these other two girls that are nobodies. Mm. But I just thought it was an interesting choice that the two biggest things to come out of Disney in the last, you know, four or five years. Vanessa's huge. High School Musical yeah. and Witches of Waverly Place. Uh, High School Musical obviously ended a while ago. Witches of Waverly Place ended recently. And so that's, you know, and they're both in this together. And there's lots of crazy. And James Franco plays this rapper. And he has this somewhat oh. nice house. Uh, but he he deals drugs and just buys a ton of guns and has them all over the walls and and that's that to me is what I thought was the interesting, which is why I brought it up, is the interesting dynamic of the movies where he says, "Look at this!" Like he's saying it in gangster ease, but in so yeah. many words, he's saying, "I have everything I could ever want." Mm. You know what I mean? And and I kind of I I watched it through that lens and and kind of was like, I wonder if that would have if that truly is because. There's a societal thing that mm-hmm. tells us that that life is uh, empty and shallow on yep. some in some area. That the the life you're supposed to have is you're supposed to get married, you're supposed to have children, and and work a job, buy a house, get a boat, go on vacation. Like that's you gonna buy a boat next? No, uh, that's you how bought you, a studio instead. Yeah. That's how you feel like feel fulfilled. But yeah. I was like, this guy has no commitments, no t- nothing tying him down. He he's he, fictional. All he cares is that's also true. <laughs> Uh, that he all he cares about is money, but I think that there are examples of him in yeah, real yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that all he cares about is money and and guns and stuff like that. And he's having fun and he's having three ways and you know what I mean, like yeah, with the with yeah, with those girls, yeah, oh yeah. And so it's like it's just interesting uh, to me. And so to bring it back to the real point is that I kind of feel like. Like that's what the guy who gets to run the he doesn't get to I guess it's it's a job he worked for but he gets to run the comic book store or he's the you know the manager of the GameStop. Well, I think those are two. I I think your point was that he gets to work there because if you get to run the comic book store, I think that comes with a lot of fear because you've spent a lot of money. You have a 
you have a nut to cover, which yep. is the retail space that you're in. But that's the other thing that I just thought of is that if my when you were talking about this, uh, I was saying in my head, I went, I'm like, oh, but would it really be great to be a manager of a GameStop? And maybe not in Los no. Angeles because the cost of living is so high. But maybe in another nicer area that where the cost of living is a maybe, little less, and you but can... not GameStop. Uh, I would say uh, a comic book store or right. something that's independently owned, uh, because they like GameStop has standard and practices. Mm-hmm. They have a corporate office. They have right. rules to them, and you don't get to sit around and play the games. Like you, you have to work while but you're. That's there. what I'm saying. So what, like that, made me think that what if managing a GameStop. Is the ascent, uh, the uh, is the becoming an electrician? And to get back to my trade example, mm, interesting. So that you take the skills that you've learned from managing a GameStop, and you go out on your own, and you open up uh, Dave's, you know, gaming of nights yeah. or whatever, you know, and then In now you're the contractor, Needles, California, right? Yeah. And you you have your own space. You 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 know you you play by your own rules, and obviously there are risks. There yeah. are you know there's you got to work, but. Mm-hmm. It's like at a certain point you've kind of surrounded yourself doing the things in your life that you love. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah, and, I think so. I, I, I but I, it, the, and the other reason I bring this up is because I think it's not something that uh, you or I or any, maybe not most of the listeners of our podcast would go. You know, I could settle into that and be really happy. Yeah. But instead, our minds tell us that we need to be the, you know, the animator. We need to be the guy who makes the game. We need to, you yeah. know what I mean. I don't know. I agree. I think that's uh, very important. Something that I wrestle with continuously of uh, like, what is it that you want out of life, mm-hmm. and what is what is truly important, uh, and is conquering a mountain or becoming the most famous person on the planet, which neither of those things have ever been on high on my uh, to do list. Mm-hmm. Is that? But is that really what it's all about? Like, will you do you keep striving until you hit that point, or do you go? You know what? I, I like the status quo and what's going on here, and I I'm a weekend warrior, or I work enough to be able to enjoy my hobbies that I have. Yep. Uh, and I think it's um, we're in very fortunate. <laughs> when we stop talking, it makes people think it broke. <laughs> I mean, I have to think I'm going to be so angry. No, this is even more annoying. I have a new event. Oh, okay, never mind. What is it? Natalie is adding some kind of calendar event for me uh, to do, so that's can't really be angry at her. She's being organized. She's just not very good at it right now. <laughs> Natalie has created, while we're out in the studio, Natalie's in the house working on her computer. Yep. She's created a new event on our calendar, and it's already been erased. That's why it went away on my computer, uh, called New Event. <laughs> So evidently, it's some kind of surprise for me, <laughs> or she, or she hit know, the wrong button, maybe. Um, but gonna, anyway, I'm gonna text her. I was in the middle of a really good point. Oh, my phone died. Oh, you were saying oh, okay. what's the what, the relevance of like what's being happy? Is it being famous? Is it? And I, what I was gonna say to that, two things. I recently I a, taught a, a workshop point, on stand up comedy. Yes, about uh, how to get booked on the road. And when I went around at the beginning and asked everybody what they wanted out of the class. Everybody's kind of thing was that, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. How long was the class? Uh, it ended up being like three hours. It was supposed uh, to be three hours at the most, and it was almost four. Because mm-hmm. uh, daddy likes to talk. <laughs> and, uh, wow, and, close And to so do crazies. So evidently, I'm also got a little crazy. There's a little me. Winnebago on the top of your yeah. head. Yeah. So he... Um, so anyway, they what everybody said was, I want to start making money doing this. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that I am personally motivated a lot by doing that. And... 
while I don't think I have the same programming that they do, like what they were interested in and the reason they wanted to take the course is what most people take courses in is that they thought that I could provide some kind of shortcut to get them to making money faster. And the reality is, is that I could, but it's not a shortcut in the sense that it's more of a shortcut in what Here's you, the magic wand yeah. that I will wave, yes. It's a shortcut in the sense of what Ikea calls a shortcut. Uh, so you, Ikea, for those of you who don't know, you have a path that you have to walk through all of the different areas, and then they have little areas that say, this is a shortcut to this Man, area. I had no idea what you were referring to. <laughs> and so, Ikea was like, but, you mean I, the fact that it's cheap furniture no, that's for Mica? No, I no. Understand. I mean, walking through their stores, they provide shortcuts through the gauntlet of uh, sw- uh, cheap uh The Danish fastest furniture. shortcut is to go straight to the checkout line, yeah. not even an, in, into the, f- the front door to go yeah. around. Yeah, Sorry, go on. So I... So you find these shortcuts in it, and I'm always I, I've been tricked by them, but I've been going there a lot because I bought a house, you know. So it's like I go there, and go. I'm, it's a shortcut, but the shortcut I find means leads to more work because now I have to reestablish my bearings yep. and go. Okay, now which way is it to, that I need to go? Yeah, and is there is another the shortcut? Yeah. And and what the reality of it is is that what I provided for them in the form of information is things that will help guide them to give them that focus path of those arrows on the ground at Ikea, mm. but it isn't really a shortcut. It's not. It can make it shorter in the sense that they won't waste time on Here's things. an idea you hadn't thought of. What's essential? Yeah, exactly. No, that's what you're presenting. Yeah, that's that's what I'm also, hoping. Also, here's an idea that you hadn't thought of. Yes. No, I don't have any more. Okay. <laughs> uh, so... To, uh, I don't know. So here's my thing is that I have recently found that uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's true or not. I, I, I think it's a thing that you go through as you get older. When uh, If you would have had this conversation with me seven years ago, I wouldn't have told you I wanted to be famous, but I would have told you that I needed to make a living. Yeah. Like I needed to make a living to support my family. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe it's because I've hit that point. I don't know. But what I now realize is that work is starting to get in the way of me being able to uh, enjoy time with my family. Yeah. Like, that's what I really exactly. want to do. That, and now it's become this obstacle. So now I'm trying to find ways of circumventing that to where I can make passive, more passive income, mm-hmm. where I don't have to – where I can work even less. That was my point before I got interrupted by your wife's new event, <laughs> uh, which is that um, I, it's something that I never understood from watching movies and television that referred to this, but there is there is a rich, deep, unmatchable satisfaction from being a husband and a father mm-hmm. that that I had heard people say and and knew that you know being a dad is important and you know what movie doesn't say oh family family's the most important thing and it's super important and you got to be a dad and blah 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 blah. But it's true. It's mm-hmm. like I it, 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 suddenly the the desires that I have to make it as this and that mean nothing compared to what I really want to do is see my child succeed or just see my child. <laughs> I, like just hanging out with him is more entertaining than than most activities that I could choose from. And if that means that I have to work at a grind or just if I have to do a job that makes sure that I get paid enough in order to make sure that my family is taken care of, I'll gladly do it because at the end of the day, that's the only, that's the best reward that's possible. Does that mean that I don't have dreams and aspirations and 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 mm-hmm. things that I want to do and better myself and better the world around me? Absolutely, all those things are true. But there's the there's this 
peace that I never felt while I was single uh, it, it, that I felt before I had committed myself to my family that is so much better. Yeah. And, uh, well, for me, it's it's even, it becomes even harder. Like, but like, like I, I hear you say that, I'm like, yeah, I agree. But at the same time, there's a part of me that looks at, like, this character in the Spring Breakers movie and go, I wonder if I could have pulled off that life. Like, mm. what if I committed to that? Uh, that's another, of, that's a movie with Jason Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would much rather see that than the Brian Reynolds one. I would much rather see Jason Bateman and James Franco from Spring Breakers pissing a fountain and change spots. Oh my God, that would be an entertaining movie. Why has no one invented those kind of mashups? All right, I'm gonna start writing. Yeah, please do. Hit pause. Please do. I'll have the script in 20 minutes. Uh, I know where uh, Jason Bateman lives. So, do you that's, really? That's where. Well, I have an idea. <laughs> it's have... on the moon. <laughs> Doesn't it Does make he sense? live around here? Not around. He doesn't live in the valley, but there's a he. I saw him interviewed a couple times, and he told this story about how there's a the Hollywood Star tours. Yeah, uh, they don't they don't make his place a stop, but they drive by his house all the time. Yeah. and when he's jogging or whatever, and they go they go, hey, look, you know, there's somebody there. Like, but they don't like one story was they didn't know who he was. And, That's hilarious. Or that he or and that he he was kind of like it's a weird thing because it's like you're out trying to have a jog and just kind of relax and then all of a sudden you know you're reminded that nobody knows who you are when kind of part of your job is to be known and like and it's like it oh, was it makes you one feel like you're stupid guy <laughs> i guarantee if i was on that bus well, i'd have been like dude that's jason bateman yeah. shut up you're stupid yeah give me the mic and so and then there was a, i think another situation where he was recognized or whatever but uh so i think i have an idea we just have to get a star tour and a, let's go because uh, i think he had a picture of himself that he took after it happened or oh something that's on funny Twitter. that's funny know. but anyway but yeah, so I'm sorry that I totally side railed this video. Not at all, podcast. not at all. You know, uh, being working at a church in Hollywood, the the common people that come into in attendance to the church are folks that uh, have a belief in Christ, but are also trying to will God to ordain their acting or musical or writing career mm-hmm. so that they can succeed in in the entertainment industry. And I I watch it happen. Time and time again, for the over the years that I've had that day job, that that people fight against this grain of like, why am I not succeeding at becoming this thing that I want to be so desperately mm-hmm. that I would do anything to be a famous actor in a movie? Why doesn't it work? And oftentimes they'll blame. Uh, Satan, they'll blame the enemy. Like, clearly the devil stopped me from landing that audition. And, and truth be told, and I've had to tell some people this, sometimes it's it's God. Like, sometimes you're not getting the job because it's not a good idea for you to become a world-famous actor. And that's hard for us to believe, but you don't. we don't have the ability or the perspective to see what would happen if we actually went down that path. Yeah. And not everybody is built for that lifestyle. It's a it's a very different lifestyle. And the truth is you get to it, and you're, I've heard it, the people that have worked in, in some area of the industry, music or acting, they get five, hour, five years in and they go, even if I had success or, I, you know, I went on a two-year tour with my band, and it was hell. I wouldn't want to do more of that. 
And then they, it turns out that they really – I I know two guys. One is Hardshell and one is another guy. They were like, I came here thinking that I was going to break into the music industry as a producer. And after a year of climbing that ladder and even being able to see where I was targeting, realized I needed to go back and get my MA. <laughs> and I'm going to go teach or, or go get my master's in business or something and, and focus on some other aspect of life that is far more redemptive and much more uh, interesting than having to – work behind a desk and, and deal with monies and dollars. Yeah, it's and- interesting because I feel like I feel like there are so few examples of people that got into it with the desire of wanting to become famous. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just I don't know. Like I know one guy. Oh yeah? Omar Miller. I mean, remember oh, really? when we used to hang out with him? He, uh, Omar Miller's on CSI. He was in the Transformer movies. He's done a bunch of projects. But w- remember, we used to hang out with him when we went to San Jose State together, and he would even say, all I want to be is famous. That's, he would repeatedly say that. But the truth is, he's talented and interesting enough and has the gumption. He's He's been on CSI for like four or five years now. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Uh, I think it just got canceled, though, within the last is it, year. Is it over now? I think they're yeah. kind of wrapping up all the CSIs. That's fine. Not that it's... It's yeah. been on there for 15 years. That's a weird thing, right? Because I feel like... Like I'm crapping on. Well, he didn't do it, but he did. But like, but he did. Like yeah. he was originally cast as Fat Albert before mm-hmm. the project got reworked and stuff. Like he's he's a talented guy. But but the truth is, like that's that's somebody that that was truly where they would be happiest. Like mm-hmm. I working as an actor. That was and it's it's evident in how he behaved and everything he did. Come came back to that. Our buddy Mick Winger, who's the voice of Poe on uh, Kung Fu Panda. That's somebody that is passionate about voice acting he's always doing something in the voiceover acting industry he, he teaches classes he runs mm-hmm. workshops he builds a studio he rents it like he, he's not thinking about how it can make him a buck he's thinking about how much he loves yes. doing voiceover acting uh and that's what it comes down to and that dude that works at this emerald night store that's like man uh, <laughs> maybe that's what he'll do for the next 30 years of his life because he doesn't have a high expectation i don't need thousands of dollars yes I'm sitting and I make enough money to buy the games that I want and I hang out with the people that I love talking about the stuff that I enjoy and that's all that I that's need. That's what I'm saying is that I think it's interesting that from a societal standpoint people would look at him and it's very very easy to make a joke about him being a loser. But I think oh, like I you was, and I sitting I in was this intimidated. Room, yeah. I was intimidated by him. That's what that's he the reality. He knew more about about Magic the Gathering that's than the I'll reality. ever know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying is the reality is that here is a man who is a uh, a life coach in all areas that are important to a very large group of people. We need to get this guy on the show. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, he'll come on, I'm sure. Uh, go back and find the guy with the DS in his hand. They were all very nice there at Emerald yeah. Nights, by the way. Another guy rang me up. There was a guy behind the. They was just hanging out, chatting with someone behind the counter. Uh, and he's, he's making jokes about slivers. I, I tap all slivers to cast all slivers. Very funny if you play Magic together. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I, I laughed to myself without him knowing that I was listening to him tell. And then the other guy behind the counter is like, get out of the way. You're you're in. Or, I've got paying customers. So wait, Move along. the guy says, I tap all slivers to attack all slivers. No, to cast all slivers. To cast all slivers. See, the, the thing, is that a joke that he was doing? That's a joke. Okay. Like Because they were talking about the next Magic expansion and how it's going to have slivers. And the truth is... M- Slivers have gotten to the point where they're so ridiculously powerful that you really could do just about anything with them. Uh, I went and I bought one sliver uh, from that 
deck of slivers that were available, and I wanted four. I could only find one, and in that is one of the two games I've won against my wife because I pulled that card, and it is so freaking powerful with the in conjunction with slivers from other generations. But that the only thing left that you could do is tap one sliver to make all of your slivers appear in the deck. That, that's the only thing left that slivers <laughs> can actually do. Because they're so freaking powerful. Uh, <laughs> Let's play Magic the Gathering. It's such a great game. Oh, <laughs> How much time we got left? We have 10 minutes. but the, uh, the sh- My Xbox broke. We have to talk about that at some point. We did going. already, I thought. Did we really? Yeah, last how week. I got the Red Ding. Red Ring of Death. I didn't really talk. Check out. I, I didn't talk about how... Ma- uh, what Microsoft said to me. Oh, let's how, do that. And now they say... I'm sorry if I sidetracked you. Not at all. This has been a far more... We argued done. about money. Then that that week, no, yeah. no, I want to talk about E3 last week. Do you have anything you want to talk about? I don't have no. to talk about Red, Red No, I, w- I would. Uh, we can talk more about your son. <laughs> That's another podcast. <laughs> How, how's your marriage? <laughs> I think we've been in another podcast this whole episode. This That's is right. this is a crossover episode between That's this fine. and that other show you do, your other family. Um, yeah, I got the Red Ring of Death. You know, and uh, our buddy Christian, who's been on the show before. Uh, said once many years ago that uh, technologically it is inevitable that every Xbox of a certain generation will eventually get the Red Ring of Death. I like that, I like that Christian becomes the Microsoft Yoda. Like, he is. <laughs> yeah, <he's> like... <laughs> I, it was kind of backwards. Uh, but, he, but he's right. If you, you do a search, there's like this pocket of Xboxes from the first generation, second and third of, of Xbox 360s that had a hardware issue that event, there's nothing to be done that eventually – for some reason or another, you will get E seventy eight, and you'll yeah. get the three ring. You get the red ring. Did you well, ever see E seventy eight on your no, screen? No, no, I didn't make that. I never made it that far. Yeah. But he, well, it did bring up an interesting point when you and I were talking about it off air. Yeah, was that you said that they weren't going to do anything yeah. about it, and that's why I want to get mad. So that that's my whole point, though, is that they are inevitable. There is nothing to be done. That it will happen to every Xbox of those first three <gasps> generations of the 360. We need to sign your Xbox and give it away like we did mine. Oh, that's fun. The ring you can't, without the hard drive. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll stick your hard drive on it and then oh. make it play your games. <laughs> uh, I kept your hard drive off to the side in case we could switch out, switch brains. Um that's like a StarCraft move. That's the, what the Terrans do. You build your hub and then you switch, switch it around from your tech lab. No, I'm right with you, bro. Are you? Double tap to attack. Yep. That's magic. Um, I tap all You slith- move this check closer to me. Take that I, check. I, I, tap all, <laughs> I tap all slitherings to attack all slitherings to cast all slitherings. Let's get you some more tequila here, sir. <laughs> Just take a hit from that dress. I slitherings three times it's fast. It's slivers. Huh? <laughs> There's no ings. Um, I was doing a Harry Potter mishmash joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're in the pipes. It's in the pipes. <laughs> Tear that piece of paper one. from Hermione's hands. Oh. That, that's how they found it. It just says pipes. Seven? It's book two. That's worth. Oh, oh, come on. The basilisk. It says. Okay. So, I remember um, that. It's a large snake. Yeah. That, uh, that's what you were referencing when you said slitherings, right? Slitherings. I was uh, I was referencing one of the houses. Slytherin. What did I say? There's no ings on any of the words that you're trying to say right now. <laughs> Take another hit. <laughs> I may or may not need to stop talking. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> if, no, I probably should, but I'm probably not. Yeah, you're going to talk enough to, well, eventually it will make sense, or we've lost the thread, and then eventually it will make sense. Right now. Uh, so anyway, about quilts. <laughs> the new game. So so I sit there, and I read through the whole thing, and they're like, well, it's it's out of warranty, 
and blah, 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 blah. You can't do it. So I get online with the chat person at, at, at Microsoft. And the first question, because I wasn't sure about how the hard drive works, I was like, if I send you my Xbox, am I going to learn my detail? They're like, no, keep your hard drive. I was like, wonderful, great, which is why I'm able to attach my hard drive to your Xbox console and continue playing my games. As if I never died. Um, <laughs> but it was weird. It had to do some sort of reintegration. And, and my um, my backgrounds are different. There's some weird things that are different within the – like the console. It's like one of those 80s movies where uh, a cop gets gunned down and he has to have an organ transplant yes. of a heart. And, and only now that guy, that guy gets to talk to him and helps guide him to yeah. solve like a you, big drug you, cartel. You know what modern show is doing that same premise is uh, Drop Dead Diva. Cat's watching that on your Netflix account. So feel free to cancel your Netflix account to punish (laughs) us uh, or change your password or something. (laughs) Because she's watching the show. And and the woman has the soul of a a model but the mind of a lawyer. Oh, I thought that was a reality show. No. Oh, no. It's it's like Alec McBeal. It's a weird show. Uh, Anyway, I'm a good husband. I watch it with her. Uh, So, Because she watches Stargate Universe. Mm -hmm. I win at the game! <laughs> Except for the drop dead Tiva part. <laughs> so um all wins come at a sacrifice. So, yeah, well that's I play with a black deck. Uh so uh no, I come on, I play sliver, I play five color. Uh, <laughs> or or oh, some black deck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you are it got, welcome. It got dark. It got dark here. Yeah. Uh, I, I typically play with a r- red green. Uh or sometimes sometimes a black red. Please stop talking about it. Oh uh, yeah. Uh so <laughs> so um so I get on chat with the with the Microsoft correspondent and I'm like, you know, here's the deal. I would like you to waive this problem that you know is a problem with every Xbox. Uh, and, and then they spend 10 minutes getting me to give them their information. What's the model number in your Xbox? Blah, 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 blah. Bottom line, no, I'm sorry. There's there's nothing we can do. It, it's out of warranty. It's three years from the date of purchase for it to be covered by the Red Ring of Death. You you have to pay the $50 or whatever, $75. I think it's actually $120 all told to have the thing fixed and sent back to you. I was like, I go, okay, look. You know that this is a problem. Mm-hmm. Every Xbox will have this problem, and you're not willing to guarantee it. Their response was, I, I think you have to understand, it's a very old Xbox. It's it's five-ish years old. We bought it back in, when I turned 30, so thir- it's five and a half years old now. Again, though, I repeat... It's inevitable. The problem is inevitable. So what I should have done while it was still in warranty is put it inside a microwave oven and and turned it on until until the red ring of but death turned if, on. But even if you got the new one to replace it, the problem would still be inevitable. Well, no, it's not inevitable with yours because they fixed it since then. Uh, the genera- they, they found out what was the problem. It was an overheating sync clock issue, and they've, they've switched out the parts. The newer Xboxes don't do it. Well, that's, that's what that, that was the thing that when we kind of were talking about this and we were like, sifta, sifta, is that it's interesting that our expectation is that a console should last as long as and, its life. And that is my expectation because it is – it should last as long as its life because it's not the same thing. It would be different with the iPhone. Like I understand that Apple says, look, we can't, we can't support 
a 3G model or what the iPhone 3 anymore because we are not building those anymore. Software is being developed for the 5. The aspect ratio has changed. We will try to do some things to accommodate the current generation, but eventually my iPhone 4 will be irrelevant. I understand when the iPhone 6 comes out, I will be forced to. And I think that's fair because they are currently not manufacturing that generation of the product. But that is not the the case with an Xbox 360. Mm. It is the current generation. Yep. They may change models, but it is still called an Xbox 360. If they said this is an Xbox 365 or an Xbox 360 Gemini or something, then I'd be like, fair enough. You've moved on. I'm the one holding back. But you were still selling games. You were still releasing product. You were still supporting an Xbox 360. You should still... For, it'd be different if... I dropped it in water or or overcharged it or made a negligent error or it had some other out of warranty issue like look the the materials weren't it weren't supposed to do that we we never thought that the Xbox would run for 10 years I I'm, I I I understand that but they knew they knew that every Xbox will experience an E78 error they as an integrity move they should go you know what yeah. We built a, bo- a bad product. It was our pr- our fault. Or recalled them all when they first discovered every Xbox is going to have this problem. Send your Xbox in right now at, within this three-year window, and we're going to fix it for you because we realized we effed up and we built a clock that's going to oversink and overheat. Yeah. Our bad. Then it would be like, great. You fix the problem. And then if I hit a, a, a red ring of death, it wouldn't have been because they built a faulty product. My point is they built a faulty product. It's still within the life of the console. I'm still within that generation. Yep. I and it's not like you're it's calling Microsoft. And say, My Dreamcast broke. Exactly, it's Microsoft. They have billions of dollars. Yeah, billions of dollars. They should be able to replace. It should be a recall. Well, here's the thing. And so my last should. comment. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. My last comment to them was: Look, the problem is that there aren't laws to protect consumers because if Toyota had done this, the uh, government would get in and go, "You are killing people because your computers crash inside your cars and it's killing people. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to recall them," which is exactly. Exactly what's happening to Toyota for multiple issues. If you have a Corolla like I do from 2005 to 2010, I have two of them, and yeah. both of them have been recalled several times because certain computers within it have an issue or an emissions problem. But that is not the case with an Xbox because no one's going to die yeah. because they get the red ring of death. Interesting that a, you have an emissions issue uh, that could kill someone. But the red ring of death, not fatal. Not fatal. Not fatal. And it's called the red ring of death. Yeah, yeah. So, so now I have my Xbox. Like the death is like icing on it's the in there. Red ring is very. It ominous. sounds terrible, yeah. and it's only it's not a full ring. It's three. It's like a it's a three quarters ring. Uh, so my my old Xbox is under my uh, uh, my TV stand, slid back into the back. So my son crawls around and he looks at it underneath there, and he wants Judges it. He wants to get to it, and then he gives up and goes up to yours because that's within reaching yeah. distance. The it is. I, when I first had this conversation with you, I kind of thought, I'm like, it's an interesting thing that as gamers we go, yeah, this this piece of hardware should last the entire time I expect it to. Um, but when you think about it, things fail. Things fail. Now, so that changes it to a business decision that what, that what Microsoft has decided is that it is not cost-effective yep. in order for them to replace these Xboxes that are damaged and not 
functioning properly. Mm-hmm. They, I, I do believe they, when it first came about, I do believe they had that year where you could turn it in. They did. And so the, they, oh, they had a year long cycle where you could send in your Xbox yeah, and have you it could, fixed. Yeah, you could have it fixed. Uh, because I remember. Well, that changes my entire perspective. I, I'm not aware of that. I just think, well, they didn't send me an email. I mean, I have an Xbox 6 connected to the internet. Thankfully, it's not mandatory. Uh, zinger! <laughs> <laughs> but had they sent me a message that said, your Xbox needs to be returned in for a, for a recall. Well, they didn't do that. What they did was that there was the thing about the Red Ring of Death was happening to a lot of people, and they announced, they said, if you have a Red Ring That's of Death for a year, That's then, my point. And, with the, and we, if it was in that three-year warranty right. or two-year warranty, they would have accepted it. The, the Red Ring of Death, there's like what a standard. What they did was that even if yours hadn't yeah. been broken, they allowed you to send it in. But, like, for instance, I did not send mine in because it was like a eight-month, turnaround because yeah. so many people were doing uh, it and then mine got the red ring of death and then i just said screw it i'll just buy another one like uh, i don't care and you what did you do with the hard drive to the new one you bought oh um, i don't i don't remember transferring the hard drive because i didn't know i could do that i think i like i that's the, the the old one is the one i sent off to so whoever has it has a brand new hard drive sitting in the back of it probably yeah or did you you didn't switch hard? I didn't switch or that's your drives. old hard drive. So they no, took your hard I didn't drive out. Hard drive. I just had a brand new Xbox that's and hilarious. started a new. So there's somebody else out there that has your account. Yeah, it's what's his bucket that listens to the show. Remember who? Uh, I want to say it? it's either Vince. I think it's Vince. Vince, could you let us know if you've logged in as Justin? No, he's not. He can't. Well, he can't log in as me. Yes, he could. No, that's dead. No. Well, here's what I could. He tell would you. take the hard drive and put it in his Xbox. I could do it right now with yours. Here's what I could tell you. Uh, if I don't know if this is what you're saying, but whatever credit card I had associated with that is long gone. No, uh, but you could log in as you. Please do. I don't care. I never play my Xbox ever again. That's so true. I have welcome. your hard drive. It sits in a drawer. Vince. <laughs> yeah, welcome. I think I really think it's Vance or Vince. It is Vince. It's really hard to watch your Amazon Prime account, by the way, when really? it's like, hey, well, because it'll be like, oh, what's a movie we're going to watch? And then it comes up and they're like, uh, it's not on Amazon Prime, but we can buy it for $12 <laughs> every time. Every time we're like, oh, Justin will never know. <laughs> by the well, way, I will know. That's why I gave you $100. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I would know. That I would totally know. Why am I buying all these movies? Now, if you would have done it three weeks ago, you would have had at least a month and a half probably or so before I would have figured it out. But now I'm back on track to where I'm. I'm a guy who checks my credit card balance and my, my uh, checking account balance. Good daily. luck finding this one. Okay. I mean... I would have done that if I was funny enough. Well, no, you know what you could have done? Because I got a gift card on there, so you could have blown through uh, that gift card, and I wouldn't have known. Yeah, I don't know true. if I already did. I think we'll I give did. you a gift card. Uh, I can't remember. Interesting. Oh, Natalie got it at work. She ah, wanted okay, it cool. as a work thing. That's right. Now I remember. Every uh, years ago, when my wife was pregnant, uh, just before she left her her previous job, before she went to Logics with your bank, yeah. with your wife's bank, uh, she won uh, a, a helicopter ride around Burbank. And we have yet, at a company Christmas party, we have yet to redeem it. And so anytime I think of helicopters or company giveaways, I have this, this and my anxiety level goes up four points because I think, crap, I've got to call them. <laughs> I want to take my free helicopter ride. We could add a $100 uh, gift card. For, we could have just had $100, and we swapped it out for this helicopter ride because it was supposed to be amazing. But she quit the next week, and it just never seemed advantageous. For us to uh, take this helicopter ride. How cool is that going to be? Yeah. I'm going to call him. You got to leave your kid with me and go on a helicopter ride. Um, yes, that's definitely happening. Yeah, why not? 
All right. See you in August. I got a whole house he can have right back I'll here. Buzz. I'll buzz your house. You hold my baby up. <laughs> <laughs> what has he got in his hand? It's a steak knife. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, we did it. Do you have anything to say? Um, I feel like I said too much about the, stuff that wasn't video game stuff. Yeah, it was deep. I, I need to go back and listen to this episode. Make sure that it's appropriate. <laughs> What's happening? Where uh, are we? They, well, I'm going to stop. So. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> yes, I am. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, maybe. Do you need more tequila? No, I don't. Oh, yeah. No, I was saying that. Uh, I was going to say that I felt like I was, uh, if I didn't say enough, it's just because I haven't been playing any video games because I've been busy. With well, this that's what we'll have to talk game. about next time. Uh, well, next time, it looks like we're going to record at least one episode coming back from yeah. Comic-Con like we did last year. Uh, this year, we're actually going to be ourselves. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how exciting that excited is. excited for panels. If you are actually at Comic-Con on Friday of this yeah. week, oh, this episode comes out after... Comic Con, whatever. Anyway, well, it we're comes out the same. Oh, yeah, math is hard. Anyway, we will have Facebook. been there on Friday. I'll post on Facebook. Yeah, post on the Facebook, which is all the more reason why you should like us on facebook.com slash gamerland podcast. We only have like 200 likes. I know, it's weird. Or follow us on the Twitter at uh, gamerland podcast. But the big thing is throw a like up there to facebook.com slash I want Sly Cooper in his own animated series. We're going to Betty White this bitch and make it happen. So, uh, we'll see you at Comic Con on Friday. I will be there Saturday and Sunday with a Kevin Miller st- understudy, <laughs> uh, or Saturday uh, with a Kevin Miller understudy. So in case you do hear this retroactively, which is impossible, uh, and you're ah, timeline backwards. <laughs> now you know how your wife feels playing Great magic with you. Instance, no. So if for it was whatever the end reason of my turn. you're listening before the end of your turn and you were there on Saturday, know that you were there the same time Justin Warsham and Kevin Miller understudy was there. Uh, so you're welcome for that. M- math if is hard. Hey, Friday. if you're playing uh, Duels of the Planewalkers 2014, Magic 2014 on Steam, let me know. I'll play with you. Yeah! Who's not playing? I don't have any Steam friends. Come join me. Really? Magic 2014. These guys must all play just platforming games. Like, I, I feel so. like there's a part of me that thinks it's really funny that they all they play is like Cooper and games like it. Like there's no other... But I don't I'll think play all for one with you. So play all for one, or can you play online and join. Yeah, well, you and I uh, can play all for. Do you own it? No. Yeah, get it. I know. We could play all for one. We could play um, uh, full final. I'm gonna be broke until September, and then things will go back to normal. I can't. That's wait. the reality. So, on behalf of my good friend Kevin Miller, Justin Warshop, saying, <gasps> "Okay, bye." bye.